What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. Welcome back, everybody, to After Hour Tea. Today, I'm going to be starting with Atlanta. So the drama between Simon and his ex-wife, now ex-wife Fallon, is getting messier following their split and his engagement to Portia. So according to People, Simon slammed his ex-wife on Instagram on Thursday, June 3rd, claiming that she cheated on him and is currently pregnant with another man's child. His allegations came after Fallon posted a teaser clip of a tell-all interview she's doing about the end of their relationship and Simon's current romance with Portia. The comment in which Simon reposted, oh, I believe, yeah, he he posted the trailer and then the comment was, the face of cheating wife. He then went on to claim that Fallon was unfaithful in their marriage, having an affair with an Atlanta entrepreneur whom he identified by his Instagram handle. Simon alleged that the two are having a child together. Um, he also alleged um, that they're living in the same home on Simon's dime. He said, let's start with why I filed for divorce. Let's start with who she cheated with and currently pregnant for and living in a home I paid for post-divorce. This is how your generosity gets twisted. Let's get started there. Fallon does appear to have been asked about the rumors that she cheated on Simon in her upcoming interview, which was conducted by a YouTuber named Adam Newell. In the minute-long sneak peek shared on the social media account of Newell, um, as well as Fallon, Uh, A quote is, Simon doesn't get caught unless Simon wants to be caught. Simon previously denied that he cheated and offered $50,000 to anyone who could prove otherwise. Asked if she resents being friends with Portia, um, Fallon told Newell, I meant what I said when I took my vows. It hurts. It hurts like hell, she says in the clip, wiping back her tears. So at this point, we know that they're engaged. I don't believe that they're pregnant. I believe they're just engaged. This is just crazy because I didn't really, I didn't really think, I, I, for some reason, I didn't really think about how this could be spinned towards Fallon. I didn't really think that she was cheating on him or just because on the show, she seemed very much in love with him. So I just don't see, I don't see that. So um, I will update you guys if I find out any more information on this tea. So moving on from that, um, Queen Nene Leakes explains why she believes The Real Housewives of Atlanta is not the same without her slamming the quality of the series, saying that it's like having Destiny's Child without Beyonce. Um, <laughs> this is a quote from her. She says, it's very difficult to go to the burger place down the street and think you're going to get a Happy Meal. I mean, McDonald's started the Happy Meal. It's very hard to, in a very nice way, go somewhere and think that you can fill the shoes of something that someone started. Um, this was an interview that she did with Hollywood Unlocked where she basically added that Atlanta hasn't been very exciting because of the current cast members, either aren't risk-takers, boring, or over-the-top. She believes viewers can see through all of that and could tell that she was real, unlike some of her former co-stars. She then compared herself to Beyoncé, saying, It's kind of hard to have the the group Destiny's Child and take Beyoncé out and still think you have Destiny's Child. It's kind of difficult to do that, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, no, no, I want Beyoncé. I agree with her in a way, and I know that she's kind of sounding a little conceited and self-righteous, but, I mean, it wouldn't, if it weren't for Atlanta having, you know, one of their shittiest seasons, in my opinion, if it, if it wasn't for them having that much of an anticlimactic season, then I probably would say that Nini's reaching, but honestly, she's not reaching because I've told you guys my thoughts on this, you know, this past season of Atlanta. I didn't really care for it. I thought it was very anticlimactic. I think that there definitely needs to be a huge cast shakeup. And I definitely think 
you know, regardless of some people's opinions, and I don't know if my opinion is controversial, but I definitely think that, you know, removing Nene from the show did hurt the ratings a lot because I don't really think that the reason is that Nene's like necessarily real. I think she just brings that, she brings that clickbait on the show. You know, she keeps everybody talking about it. So I definitely think that's why we're missing a lot of the ratings for the last season of Atlanta. And lastly, moving on over to some Twitter drama. So Kenya Moore took to Twitter to share her thoughts on the current sit down between uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills stars Kyle and Garcelle. So if you recall, Kyle hosted a charity event last season where she had an auction. Garcelle bid on an item, cut to the season 10 virtual reunion. Um, Kyle accused Garcelle of not paying her donation, which made things worse between the two. On the current season of Beverly Hills, Kyle and Garcelle sat down to clear the air, and Garcelle questioned if Kyle would have done the same thing if it was one of the other co-stars who are white women. She said, would you have said it to one of the white women? She explained to Kyle by accusing her of not paying her donation fed into anti-black stereotypes. She said, this is how I feel. I feel like it was weaponized towards me being a black woman. I know you probably didn't do that intentionally, but I don't think you recognize the effect recognize the effect that it has on me being a black woman. There are stereotypes that people think we don't pay our rent, that we don't tip. And Kyle said it was not a racial issue and the two agreed to move on. So why I'm bringing this up is Kenya is sharing her thoughts on the exchange by coming to Kyle's defense and seemingly shading Garcelle. The tweet read, I don't think at Kyle Richards calling Garcelle out about not paying her donation has anything to do with color. It's not a black or white issue. It's a green issue. Let's not pull the race card every episode. They weren't cool at the time. Glad they talked it through. Uh, Despite seemingly shading Garcelle, Kenya shared that she believes Garcelle is a great addition to Beverly Hills. And after getting backlash online for defending Kyle and calling out Garcelle for using the race card, Kenya defended herself and wrote the following tweet. At Garcelle B paid once, she was made aware of the oversight. Others did not. In my opinion, Kyle would have called anyone out who was beefing with black or white. I am a fan of at Garcelle and Ebony and at Ebony Williams is a beast. We can we can be objective to facts and sensitive. Meanwhile, <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel, well, you guys know I don't like to talk about racial issues. I'm not going to speak for the black community. I'm not going to speak for the white community, even though I am white. I just think it's kind of a bunch of ludicrous in my opinion. But there you have it. That's the tea. So moving on over to Beverly Hills, I have a recent interview that Dorit did with Access Hollywood where she believes that the least authentic housewife on Beverly Hills is, and this is a quote from her, it's Garcelle for me. <laughs> um, she Her answer surprised the interviewer because Garcelle had accused the other women of putting on an act. And Dorit responded to that by saying, isn't that always the case? I think she has an idea of the show that doesn't really exist. Meanwhile, during an interview with People's Reality Checked, Garcelle was asked to point out who is the most conniving housewife on Beverly Hills. And she responded by saying, I would say, Rinna. She also said that Rinna was most likely to start drama just for the show. She said, I would go back to Rinna. I think she definitely knows when the cameras are on. I mean, she started as an actor. She knows what she's doing. I don't know if I shared that or not, but it sounds like I have. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's the tea for that. I don't think you need my opinion on that because I think it's pretty obvious where my opinion lies. Well, actually, no, I don't really think I've talked to you guys about who I think is the least authentic cast member on Beverly Hills. I honestly don't really feel like they're, I mean, 
I want to say Erica only because I feel like she hasn't shown a lot of her personal life throughout her time on the show. I love Erica. I think she's a great addition to Beverly Hills. However, I just never really feel that close to her on the show as I do with the other housewives. I don't really feel like Garcelle is the least authentic, least unauthentic housewife because she's shown her kids. She's talked about her marriage and her divorce. And I don't really feel like she's not authentic in that way. And she's holding Rena accountable. I mean, what else could we ask for at this point? Um, and I don't think Dorit's inauthentic either. I, I don't know. I feel like everybody's pretty authentic, but I don't know. Okay, so this isn't... This isn't like drama or tea or anything. I just think it was funny and I wanted to kind of talk about it. So Kathy Hilton has clearly become an instant fan favorite during this current season of Beverly Hills. I think it's fair to say that she has been exactly what Beverly Hills has needed over the years. So a few days ago, Kathy left fans gagging when she asked her sister Kyle during a recent Instagram live session where she seemed to forget that Bravo is the network that airs Beverly Hills. So in the clip, Kyle told her sister, everyone has got to tune in for the West Coast feed at 8 o'clock. Kathy replied by saying, and which, it is, which is it on? Because a lot of people ask me. And Kyle answered, what do you mean what channel is it on? It's on Bravo, Kathy. <laughs> so a few days later, Kathy and Kyle addressed the clip during a recent Instagram Live session by saying, hi, everybody. How are you? Um, I just wanted to clarify something as I feel so silly. Um, and Kathy said this while Kyle appears to be next to her in the back of a vehicle. She said, the other day when they said I didn't know what channel the show was on, I did know the show was on Bravo, but friends of mine have not been able to see it on Bravo, and they were wondering what channel to watch it on, so I said it was on Hulu and Apple TV too, but that part got cut off. I just wanted you to know that I did know, and that I'm quite aware of that Bravo is the network, and we love Bravo. (laughs) I just want to clarify, um, the latest season is not on Hulu. Um, and it's not on Apple TV either. It's only airing on Bravo. So she did get that part wrong as well. Um, old seasons of Beverly Hills are on Hulu, but they don't really upload them. They, they kind of upload them late. I don't even know if season 10 is on Hulu yet. I I think it's only one through nine. So, um, yeah, Kathy, you were wrong again, but we love you. (laughs) Um, here's some tea. Um, (laughs) So a crossover tea, Kelly Dodd from Orange County recently slammed Tom Girardi um, on social media, and the diss began when Kelly and her husband Rick shared a photo with the famed attorney Arthur Adalia, I think that's how you say him. According to this report by Reality Tea, Kelly shared the photo via Instagram, which she captioned the post, Thanks, Arthur Adalia, uh, Adala, for having us over. It's nice to have a high-powered attorney on your side. Hashtag good times, hashtag great family. In the comment section of the post, one follower wrote, I bet Erica thought it was nice to have a high-powered attorney on her side, too. Go out and be the high-powered attorney, ladies. Never rely on a man. To which Kelly replied, my attorney isn't a crook. <laughs> and there you have it. Um, I, that's just Kelly. I mean, what do you expect? That's that's Kelly Dodd. That's got to love her. <laughs> and speaking of Tom Girardi, here's an update on the Girardi divorce case-ish. More tea on that. The mother of an adult son with autism says that Tom Girardi um, screwed them out of $6,000. So recently, Holly Jones launched a GoFundMe campaign to raise money to help fix the home she shares with her 23-year-old son, Matthew, who is autistic. She says she hired Erica's husband to represent her son in a lawsuit against the manufacturer of the drug Risperidol. The medicine allegedly caused Matt to suffer from gyno... Gyn- com- 
oh my god, my sister's gonna hate me. My sister's a nurse, and she's gonna hate me for this, but gynecomastia? Ugh, I hate these terms. According to Radar Online, Tom was able to work out a $6,000 settlement with the drug company. However, the family says that Girardi never paid them the money. Before they could collect the money, Girardi was forced into Chapter 7 bankruptcy by his creditors. In the petition, Erica's husband was accused of refusing to pay massive debts to various individuals and companies. A large portion of the creditors include former clients who were screwed out of the money they won in lawsuits. So Jones's campaign is attempting to raise $10,000. She says her family needs the money to fix their older mobile home that is in need of major repairs. She says the roof is leaking, which is causing damage to the ceilings. The wood around the windows is rotting. The floors are starting to unlevel in some places. The floor is sinking in where the washer and dryer are in the hallway, the bathroom, and the back bedroom. The deck is rotting, and there are some problems with the plumbing. Shit. We are becoming desperate to find a way to either fix our house or replace it, she wrote, and the GoFundMe has received a total, a total of $2,507 thus far. So that's the update, and I think, I don't know, there's no real updates on this divorce. I'm I'm excited because we're finally going to see it on the show, and we're going to start watching it unfold, which will be exciting to watch. Moving on from Beverly Hills and over to New Jersey, I have a few updates on the whole Manzo mess going on. So former Real Housewives of New Jersey star Dina Manzo is calling out Bravo after the network promoted a past catch-up special with her sister Caroline Manzo on social media amid their ongoing public feud. Um, so they basically, um, Bravo had posted like a little thing that was... Basically, yeah, it was like a catch-up, and I guess a fan or somebody on Twitter wrote, What a slap in the face this is to Dina. How about asking her what the fuck she she wrote, a character letter supporting the asshole who attacked her sister so badly she needed reconstructive surgery on her face. So this is what a fan wrote in the comment section of the Bravo link, who shared a link to the months-old clip of Caroline on June 1st. Um, and then Dina responded to that by saying... Um, Oh, where did it go? Oh, Bravo shouldn't have chosen this week for a catch-up. It's in very poor taste and is extremely hurtful. Um, the fan then tweeted, Bravo shouldn't have caught up with them, period. They really need to learn to read the room. I'm beyond disgusted, as is the overwhelming majority. I'm so sorry you have to deal with this hell for the past four-plus years. To which Dina replied, I'm shocked they turned their heads to such violence. Um, she wrote while slamming the network for capitalizing on Caroline's interview after she aided in Tommy's release from jail. They stand up for all other causes, but I know she's got, she's got to them, wait, but I know she got to them too with their lies. It is what it is. After another user asked Dina what she should keep her fam, that she should keep her family drama private, the former, um, former New Jersey star clapped back by saying, I have for 11 years, I'm done being quiet. Um, yeah, I mean, they've been feuding for years but um yeah this is just crazy how this is all playing out like this so continuing off of that um i know i had spoken briefly about how albie had made some comment on instagram about he how he was going to talk about everything on his podcast basically and caroline or about you know defending his mom and dina was saying that he was just trying to profit for his podcast so um you know albie is standing by his mother's side you know shocker amid her ongoing family drama with her sister so in the latest episode of his podcast, it's called Dear Albie, Albie discussed his mother's decision to write a letter in support of Dina's ex-husband, 
Tommy, a choice that appears to have reignited the long-standing rift between these two sisters, obviously. He said, this is why I respect my mother so much. She made a choice that she knew going in was going to be extraordinarily unpopular that could have been easily twisted into something that it isn't, but she made it anyway because she felt it was the right thing to do. Put yourself in my mother's shoes. Knowing full well this is going to happen, do you know how much you got to believe in what you're doing? Knowing this is going to be the blowback? That's why I admire my mother and the courage she had doing what she did. Uh, my mother wrote a letter based on the character of my uncle as we know him. The facts as we've seen them, as we know him in his life. It's about one thing. Is he a threat to society? The answer is no. We believe the answer is no. He did go on to clarify that his mother's letter wasn't a betrayal of her sister, saying that the entire family hope the person who orchestrated the attack is arrested. He said, whoever's involved in this should go to jail, period. Um, he also added that he wants to he wants Tommy to have his day in court and that his uncle more than anybody wants to see this play out. This isn't about family drama. This isn't about who in the family are you more loyal to. This is a right and wrong situation. You know whose side we're on? The truth. Let the process play out, whatever it is, let it land, and you go from there. If for some reason this whole thing plays out and the facts suggest differently, we will be the most shocked of everybody. We will be the most upset of everybody. I can't fathom a world where that's a real thing, but it's not the guy we know. I mean, okay, this is the way I look at this is the way that I look at it. And I I could be making a horrendous comparison here, but I'm gonna do it anyways because humor me. Um, this is like saying, you know, in, you know, like, you know, this is like when Jeffrey Dahmer, like if he was, if Jeffrey Dahmer was in court and, you know, we're, you know, his, his next door neighbors there. And he says, you know, this is not the Jeffrey I know. It's like, obviously dumbass. You didn't know the side of him because this is the side of him that gets him in trouble. You know, this is the murdering side of him. This is the one that wants to kill people. Okay. So of course they don't know that side of Tommy. I'm like, it's just stupid to me. If, why would Dina orchestrate this whole thing? And it's, it's funny because the, like Albie and Caroline, like they're, they're making it sound like we don't know the full story. It's like, okay, then fuckers tell us the full story. We want to know. I, I think what's so frustrating to me is like, cause I've loved Caroline. I really have. And I never really understood why her and Dina were, were at fault or like, you know, just on opposite ends. They never really got along and it was clear. And Caroline always made it sound like she was doing everything she could to get her sister back. And granted, we really don't know the true reason why they have had a falling out. I don't know. I'm stumbling on my words. And I don't think they've ever really talked about it. It's kind of just unspoken of. However, in this particular situation, Caroline just does not look good. And the, I, I get that Albie's trying to defend his mother. But um, this is just, a, I mean, honestly, because his last statement said that we're not on a side. We're, we're picking the side of truth. Okay, then don't write a statement. Stay out of it. How about that? Because that would honestly make you look better. The fact that you're sticking up for somebody who is allegedly the the person who beat up your aunt, how, how is that okay? How is that not picking a side? To me, if you just stay out of it and you not go public with that or whatever, and you just on the side talk to Dina and say, hey, are you okay? Did this really happen? Is this is this real life? I mean, I'm, I'm putting myself in Dina's shoes and I would feel disgusted if this was my family. I really would. 
And I can't put myself in Caroline's shoes because that's just wrong to defend somebody like that who who is allegedly. And then your only excuse for that, like your only rebuttal is we don't know him like that. I mean, it's like I just said, you know, that's like saying that you were neighbors with Jeffrey Dahmer and you're saying, I don't know that side of him. Of course, you didn't know that fucking side of him. It's not like he's going to go around murdering you. I mean, maybe he did and you just didn't see it. But still, I mean, that's that's turning a blind eye. You know, you never really know what goes on behind closed doors. And I think victim shaming Dina is absolutely the wrong thing to do, especially when you don't even get along with her and you're not talking to her. And then talking about it on your podcast and trying to make a profit out of it is even more stupid. And I mean, I just, this whole thing is so messy and I can't believe Caroline hasn't really said anything publicly about about how much of an ass she looks like right now. I mean, the fact that she's having her son talk to about him, I just, this is crazy. Because I, I don't even know why Albie's getting involved now. I think, I, yeah, it's crazy to me. But um, let me know your guys' thoughts because I haven't, I haven't really um, talked to any of my housewife buddies about this, but I just think this whole thing is crazy. So moving on from New Jersey and moving over to New York, I don't have much press that I think is worth sharing. I I keep noticing that Heather and Leah keep doing press about the same things over and over again, and it's kind of getting repetitive and annoying at this point. But I do have an interview that Ebony did with Us Weekly, where she opens up about her fight with Luann. So a quote from her is, It was really tough, and it did affect, I think, very much so my relationship with Luann, and it took a long time for us to kind of get to a place of any kind of repair around it, because I have this blow-up that we have. I think there was a question mark on both ends around trust. Can I trust your intentions for me as a woman, as a person? Uh, In a friendship, it's hard to have an authentic connection when there's a lack of trust. Ebony said she doesn't play when it comes to the judgment and demonizing and stigmatizing of women. Uh, She admits that she and Luann are in a solid place, but still have room for growth. She said, I think, frankly, some of this is generational. I think we just have to be honest about that. These women were coming into their womanhood in a very different society as it relates to the liberation of women. Leah and I are very fortunate to kind of stand on the shoulders of the previous generation's work around that. I think some of that is at play and it's difficult to talk about without it all sounding like you're ageist or shaming the women because where they are generationally. So, of course, they're not going to see it the way we necessarily see it, but we just don't need to be shamed or stigmatized around our authentic experience. I'm going to save my opinions on the whole Luann and Ebony kind of blow up for my New York reactions, but I will say that I think Ebony is super well-spoken, and I think that the reconciliation on the show was genuine, so I guess we will see in the following weeks what it looks like. So that's actually all I have for New York. Nothing else worth sharing. I'm going to close off today with Salt Lake City. Um, I'm not sure. I don't believe I shared this, but so Jen Shaw's cousin, Danny Felipe, um, is speaking out for the first time after the GoFundMe page he created for her was removed amid legal drama. So, um, if you didn't know, um, (laughs) sorry, I'm trying to find the notes here. Um, so basically her cousin started this GoFundMe page to help pay for her legal fees. Um, Danny shared, Danny is her cousin, shared that he felt it was important to update fans on the situation and to show how much needed to be done to secure her freedom. He said, it's what we do as a family, stick together. Her plea was not guilty. She is innocent, enough said. So over the weekend, um, 
her cousin started a campaign to raise $2.5 million to pay for Jen's legal fees. The now-deleted GoFundMe campaign was titled Justice for Jen Shaw. So, a spokeswoman for GoFundMe released a statement to The Sun regarding the now-deleted campaign that said, I can confirm the fundraiser violates our terms of service. The fundraiser has been removed from the platform and all donors were refunded. Um, <laughs> I don't even know who even donated to that. So the the actual description of the GoFundMe page was very long, so I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. Um, one of the quotes was, I created this GoFundMe campaign to help my loving cousin Jennifer Shaw raise $2.5 million for her legal fees. Each year in the United States, more than 10,000 people are falsely accused and wrongfully committed of crimes they did not commit. On March 30th, lawyers from the Southern District of New York brought extremely serious allegations against my cousin. On April 2nd, Jen proclaimed her innocence by entering a plea of not guilty and hired an experienced team of New York lawyers that have begun aggressively defending her and fighting the government's case. We are asking 10,000 caring souls to donate $250. Jen is facing decades incarcerated in prison, separated from her family if she is unable to mount a competent and well-thought-out defense. In seven weeks, Jen and her family have spent over $138,000 in legal fees and costs. My family is asking for your help for Jen and the Shaw family. I am asking you to please help her and her family as they have helped so many of us. Jen needs the financial sustainability to present her case and evidence so that she does not become one of the 10,000 people that are wrongfully convicted. So as you can imagine, fans of Salt Lake City were not pleased after they learned about the GoFundMe page. On social media, some fans said they had reported the account and encouraged others to do the same within hours the campaign was taken down. I personally feel like that was ridiculous for them to start in the beginning. I definitely think that violates what the GoFundMe purpose is, and so I'm glad that it was taken down. (laughs) And speaking of the Jen Shaw drama, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City cast member Heather is finally breaking her silence and sharing her thoughts on her co-star Jen Shaw's arrest amid ongoing legal drama. She said, and this was an appearance on So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey podcast, She said, what I can say is this is the biggest, hugest thing that has happened to our community and to our group of friends and to Jen personally and to me personally. I mean, this is big and it's real. It's all very, very real, but it's also hyper-realized. I don't think anything's bigger or more hyper-realized than a federal indictment of your or your friend facing prison. Like this is hyper-realized drama, but it's real and it's happening. She went on to explain how difficult the situation has been for the cast. She said, And so what I can say is that it does feel like we're 10 years into the show, but we're only in the second season, and everything plays out in real time. We are in it with her, we are going through it as friends, and as people for the first time in our lives are public figures, and for the first time in our lives we have to answer to not only our family and friends, but to a worldwide audience, and to also see our trials and struggles played out and subject to public opinion. She did confirm that filming on season two wrapped a couple weeks ago and shared that viewers can expect an intense, dramatic season. It is all the five horsemen of drama. I mean, you've got intrigue and crime and passion and loyalty and friendships all in the backdrop of Salt Lake City, Utah. I don't know about you guys, but that just gets me more and more excited to watch second season of Salt Lake City. Um, I know that it got mixed reviews, but I am looking forward to it. I always love a good housewife show, so I will update you guys if I know more information on the Jen Shaw case, but for now, that's the, that's the tea. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Here is your flash foaming update. Atlanta has not started filming yet, but I heard contracts will be going out this week or next week. Beverly Hills is still airing on Wednesdays. Dallas has not started filming, but has been renewed for a season six. Real Housewives of Miami, I can confirm, has started filming, and they were filming this just this past weekend in Miami um, at a party. And I think it was three, I think it was four or five of them. Um, I will get a confirmed cast for you guys and talk about it next week, hopefully. Uh, New Jersey has started filming. Um, I believe they started this week and it was, wasn't any group events yet. It was just kind of catching up with the families and doing a bunch of individual filming. That's the update for New Jersey. New York is still airing on Tuesdays and we're about six weeks in Orange County. I have no clear casting updates, but I heard that we will be getting it pretty soon. So I'm assuming maybe this month, hopefully, um, rumors are, and this is just a rumor and I will update you guys once I know the official answers, but circulating, starting to come through the grapevine for, you know, official rumors. If we, if we want to say that is that Tamra and Heather Dubrow will be returning, but I don't know if this is confirmed yet. So I'm just putting it out there so you guys can start thinking about if you would like to see them back on the show because that's what they're talking about on social media. Potomac is has finished filming and will be airing July 11th, and Salt Lake City has finished filming, but we do not have a premiere date, premiere date yet. And that is your Flash Filming update, so thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.